0: Welcome to Pocket Fiction by Steve Cook Poison Root, Chapter 12, Lauren Tripp's eyes took some time to accustom themselves to the low light in the workshop. He moved further in, stepping carefully around the piles of brass workings and leather sheets. Hello, he said, his voice swallowed by the huge jumbled space. He cleared his throat. Anyone in here? To his left and right, long benches were piled high with all sorts of odds and ends. It was like a combination laboratory and junkyard. Light leaked in from the gaps between the roof slats, razors of gold with dancing dust motes drifting slowly down. There were more of the glass globes strung from wire all across the ceiling, like the ones from the town. Around the corner of the bench was what seemed to be a larger pile of metal rubbish partially covered in a sheet, What looked like a claw was poking out from underneath, another part that looked like a boot. Suddenly the sheet covering it rippled, and it moved. Trip froze, heart in his throat, as he realised it was man-shaped. Long seconds passed. Then it moved again, and this time Trip saw it, the wind blowing through a small gap in the boards, gently lifting parts of the sheet. It wasn't alive, wasn't even capable of life, just some sort of suit of armour. He straightened up from where he had been crouched. As his head came up, it collided with a large flat piece of metal sticking off one of the benches. The sharp pain came at almost the same time as the rattling cacophony of hundreds of brass parts falling off the bench, hideously loud in the darkened workshop. It seemed to go on forever. One final piece rattled down, landed on its edge and rolled away. Tripp clutched at his head, holding his breath as the noise echoed around and finally died away. He slowly breathed out. The glass spheres flashed into life, illuminating the entire workshop. Tripp screwed his eyes shut against it, barely able to keep them open. Who are you? The voice was young, female. Tripp blinked to try and clear his vision. I'm Tripp, he said. Tripp the burglar, the voice asked. Tripp scowled. Tripp, monk of the Order of the Leaves. The person in front of him swam into focus and as he opened his mouth to ask another question. She smiled at him. "'Well, Tripp, monk of the Order of the Leaves, "'I'm Lauren, independent engineer.' Tripp took in her shirt with the sleeves rolled up to her elbows, long, heavy apron designed for a blacksmith. He watched as she put down the long bit of brass tubing she had been holding like a club. "'You're a blacksmith?' She frowned. "'Engineer. Didn't I just say that? "'What's an engineer?' "'I make metal things that move on their own, I suppose you could say.' She knelt, the apron draping on the ground, revealing trousers that looked to be more patched than original material. She began to pick up the pieces that had fallen, and Trip joined her. "'Metal things that move. Like that suit of armour in the corner. Ah, so you notice Pam. Pam?' Lauren stood up, depositing her armful of brass things onto the work table and strode over to the large object. With one tug, the sheet came away, revealing the rest of the armor. Shaped vaguely like a man sat down, it had long legs which ended in claws, each one longer than Trip's feet. The arms were different to each other, one shaped like an armoured gauntlet holding what looked like a mace, the other ending in a large rounded stump of metal, something poking out from the middle of it. Lauren patted the body, which was shaped like a tapered barrel, easily large enough for Trip to fit inside. She's a beauty, isn't she? Powered agricultural model one, designed for a man to wear, It's for clearing fields, moving large trees, that kind of thing. Trip, you in there, called Victor from outside. Lauren whipped her head around at the noise, her ginger hair shining suddenly in the lamplight, then started to cover the machine back up. Who's here with you? His name's Victor. He's... someone who's taking me to Fenneker. She paused. Was he rattling the door just now? I thought that was someone from the SIC. I don't know. What's the SIC? Lauren bit her lip and looked over at the door, then took her apron off and hung it on a hook. Better let him in then, she said, opening the door. Trip trotted up next to her. As the door opened, Victor stepped back and placed one hand casually on the hilt of his sword. Hello. You must be Victor, Lauren said with a bright smile. Victor narrowed his eyes at Trip. Mm, Suppose I must be, he rumbled. He straightened up and formed the semblance of a smile. "'Sorry to disturb you, young lady. "'We was looking for Richard Mantleson. "'Guessing the years have fuddled my memory. "'We'll be on our way.' "'Wait!' Lauren said, "'and something in her voice made Tripp look up at her. "'I suppose you'd better come in.' "'She stood to one side to let them pass, "'then closed the door behind Victor. "'As Lauren led them over to a small carpeted area "'set up with armchairs and an open fire,' Trip took a moment to have a proper look around. Huge constructs were hung from the ceilings, filling every empty space. Piles of plans for things that looked like animals, trees, a bird. Cups, mostly half full with some sort of brown liquid, piled up with wooden plates covered in food debris. The place was a mess. He stood awkwardly as Lauren swept a few shirts and a pair of boots off one of the armchairs. Sit, please, she said, then slumped down into the other chair without waiting for them. Trip looked at Victor. He raised his eyebrows and sat in the chair, so Tripp sat cross-legged on the floor. ''Maybe I should introduce myself properly,'' Lauren said, staring into the cold fireplace. ''My name is Lauren Mantleson. Richard is... was my father.'' Her hand went to the open neck of her shirt, fishing out a thin golden chain from which dangled a pendant. There was silence for a moment. Then Victor said, ''I'm right sorry to hear he's gone.'' Tripp heard the gruff note in his voice and looked over at Victor, but the man was staring at the floor. "'These three years passed, sir,' Lauren said, smiling sadly. "'He spoke about you often, Victor, always with a sort of half-smile on his face.' She began to play with a wisp of hair by her cheek. "'There wasn't much of a funeral. He had a couple of friends from the SIC. Me. "'I didn't know where you were to get a message to you. "'You two must have had some adventures back in the day.' Victor grunted. Then ran his hands over his closely cropped hair. Mm, we had a few flings, I. He sat forward, a smile beginning to play over his lips. I remember one time it was me and him, back to back, and these enormous centipedes on every side. Then all of a sudden, he stopped, and his face clouded over. Well, that was a long time ago. I'm sure you can tell us about it later, Lauren said. For now, what brings you here? taking the boy to Fenneker, looking for reliable transport. Time was, your father ran the fastest ferry from here to there. The brass-bottomed bell? It's out back. Hasn't run in years. Reckon I could get it going. She gave a sly smile. For a price. Come on out back. She got up and crossed the room. Damn people, always got to have a price. Tripp turned and looked at Victor in disbelief. The man paused halfway out of his chair. Never mind, he said gruffly. Forget I said anything. Tripp shook his head and followed Lauren out of the back of the workshop, down a small path that led to the river. A pier there was badly in need of repair. A pier there was badly in need of repairing. The planks were rutted and scratched. Piles of poorly coiled rope were frayed and disintegrating as they were exposed to the elements, and the metal fixings were rusted through. He carefully picked his way between small crates and a wooden barrel that was leaking something black and sticky. "'Not had much occasion to use the bell now that Dad's gone,' Lauren was saying. "'He used to get her out all the time, fates and the like. "'He did the yearly convoy to Fenneker as well.' She started to pull on the corner of some sort of heavy material covering an enormous shape half in the water. "'Seems like people don't want to ask me to do all that, though. "'I've offered, of course. Give me a hand, will you?' Victor and Trip each grabbed a corner and together the three of them pulled the fabric loose. As it slid onto the pier, Tripp gasped as he saw what had lain beneath it. The bell, still beautiful after all those years, Victor murmured, equally amazed. It was an incredible sight. It was like a windmill and a boat had collided, the end result being made entirely of brass. It had some sort of bladed corkscrew at the front, half in the water, and a pair of large paddle wheels either side, A tall chimney stuck up roughly where the mast would be on a sailboat. The sides were sleek, lined with railings that were themselves works of art with fine scrollwork and brass-moulded statues. The whole thing was badly in need of a polish, it was true. But the sun glinted dully off its hole nonetheless. "'How long do you need to get her going?' Victor asked. Lauren was already digging in a nearby toolbox. "'She looks better than I remember. Chances are she still runs. Give me a minute.' She jumped on board, neatly vaulting the railing, and opened a small hatch in the deck. You travelled with her father? Trip asked, watching as she pulled bits of piping out and threw them over her shoulder. He's, he was, one of the finest engineers in the country. I don't have much fuss with engineers normally, boy, but Richard was different. Victor turned and began to wander slowly back up the pier. Different how? Listen, boy, things was different altogether back then. Tripp followed Victor, who sat on a crate leaning against the wall of the workshop. The world was younger. I was younger. Still a hero. You're a hero now. To me. Look at me, boy. I'm old. I've retired. Every morning I wake up and I can't straighten up for half an hour. can't eat spicy food. I can't even go to the... Whatever Victor had been about to say was cut off by a roar that made them both jump. Belching smoke and steam, the brass-bottomed bell had come back to life.